Beers, Dads, Ball, Podcast, with your host, Showdog. Anthony Richardson looks left, steps up in the pocket, rolls right, there he goes, he's got a linebacker and a beat on the sideline, he takes off, he misses the tackle, he's at the 50, he's at the 40, he's at the 30, he's at the 20! Oh, Anthony Richardson is the front runner for the Heisman on his fifth touchdown of the day! Are you fucking kidding me? This kid is electric! Gola? I'm gonna just go in a real different, different direction with this. <laughs> and I'm gonna say boobs. <laughs> and KG. I freaking cannot stand it when sports fans use the term we when a team loses <laughs> that they cheer for. The Patriots go out and lose a game. Oh, yeah, we had a really rough game tonight. We just couldn't get the ball in the end zone. We just, you know, we didn't show up to the game. You weren't a part of the fucking game. You're not a part of the team. There's no we. The Pats lost. They lost. It was them, not we. Don't ever fucking use that. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of BDB. Our last episode of 2022. We've had a hell of a year. I'm shocked it wasn't fucking music blaring in my ears to hear that start that one off. <laughs> well, I wanted to keep the uh, the popo off my back, so. All right. All right. Just gonna just only have a couple uh, episodes shut down, so to all of them. Yeah. Just it has couple. been quite a year, though, hasn't it, dude? It has been. What number I mean, episode yeah. is this going to be? I think this is like 59. Oh, this is going to be 60. 60. Whoa. We should celebrate. Is that a milestone? Yeah. Should be. I, don't I mean, that's like, I think good. every time you get to like that 70, 80, 90, and then 100, we gotta like, we have to like a fucking party or something. <laughs> Bring some people on, maybe. Has yeah. some, uh, Any some ideas out there, we'll, we'll take them. Um, maybe something to do with golf, or maybe we'll do something live or something. That'd be kind of cool, actually. Yeah, cool. Gonna, it's say, 40 episodes it, from now. Yeah. If we're going to do one a week, I mean, we're talking next. October. Yeah. Yeah, but we'll we'll probably mix in like some extra like March Madness ones. Uh we'll we'll start maybe like we'll start catering towards like events and stuff. Yeah. Well that's fine with me. You know? Maybe we'll try something like that. Cause we used to do two a week. That was a little much for me. This is a good good pace right here. I think one, but I think like catering to events so we're like live on topic and not talking about it five days later when when, when it's over. Yep. So like maybe like the Super Bowl we'll do like Monday or something instead of doing Wednesday. Yeah. Because it's all hot on your mind. Uh New Year's uh coming. I think uh I got a little segment and I don't know where we're going from this, so I think I'm gonna jump right into it. Uh let's start with a player or an athlete. You were most thankful for in 2022. I'll start. I'll go. I'm going to go with my all-time favorite. Well, not my all-time favorite. My favorite right now by far is Jason Tatum. I am so thankful and fortunate that I get to watch him two or three times a week. I know that sometimes he has his bad moments, but 
to me, he's probably like a top two, three player of the NBA right now. And watching him from where he started to become, JT's my guy. I'm thankful for. Mm. I'll uh, I'll jump right in, dude. I um I'm not gonna go with a player, but I'm gonna go with Coach K. I think he's brought a lot of talk to this podcast. And you know things didn't end the way he wanted to, but I was just I'm thankful for the career he had, dude. You know he did a lot with Duke, did a lot with Duke, and uh, we'll never see one better. So, so a lot. I was actually gonna do something kind of connected to Coach K. I'm gonna go with Caleb Love, um, and the reason being is because he hit that three at the end of regulation against Duke in the Final Four that pretty much drove the last fucking dagger in Coach K's heart, killed him, ended his career. So I am I'm gonna say Caleb Love because I'm just thankful that he sent that egotistical maniac out with a loss and again the on the biggest stage against his biggest rival. So Caleb Love yeah. I'll be forever in his he'll be forever in my dad. I also think like no doubt are like some of our peak episodes where during March Madness and mm. like you guys going back and forth about Duke and UNC. hundred um, percent. Dude, that, it was, that rivalry made some of the best episodes for sure. So that makes sense so, that you guys each had that. Lid has so we have a fire stick on our TV upstairs. So like when it's not like if we're not watching something but the TV's on, it starts cycling through pictures. And one of them came up the other day was from when we because we were watching, we were FaceTiming during the game, and it was literally when Caleb Love hit the three. I leaned over to the like my cell phone or the iPad and I was like screaming at it and like and it was so funny like seeing me like the way it was like me doing it. You were like I think reaching to like turn the fucking for your phone off. It was just like perfect. Like Lee got a picture of it like like mid at like an action shot. It was fucking hilarious. <laughs> um, but yeah, I so that's the thing is like I just can't see a situation where like Duke and Carolina could meet up again in the Final Four and I'm nowhere. I'm not gonna be anywhere near as passionate about that game as I was last year because coach K like I don't, I mean, John Shire, who gives a fuck? Yeah. Your, your passion definitely is more because you hated coach K more than you love North Carolina. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I like North Carolina and like definitely obviously root for him, but it was like, I would have been like talking shit about him. Even if it was like Kansas had beat him or whomever, it doesn't matter who it was, but the fact that it was Carolina yeah. You know, his last game at uh, Cameron and then knocked him out. And I mean, it was just, it was like poetry. I couldn't have written mm-hmm. it any better. And like typical North Carolina fans, they're just happy they beat Duke. And then they're okay that they didn't win the championship. So that's typical. So typical. Yeah. All right. Um, next thing, the, the moment. No, not moment. Let's go with player or person uh that we that we could turn back the clock uh and we don't want anything to do with them in 2022 i am gladly start it's something that we're right in the midst of and that is somebody who i thought i was given a good chance to was matt patricia i would turn back the clock in a minute and just say scratch this guy don't ever come back to the patriots we don't want you here worst part of 2022 by far i think he i think he just absolutely destroyed the, the Patriots. They're not even fun to watch. I'm not even watching them. So that's that's how I feel. Man. Um, trying to think, dude. It's hard. You've had time to prepare for these, you know. We're on the I spot for this. I just wrote them down. I was oh. taking a shit before we started. Thought of this. <laughs> okay. And I literally wrote down the questions when I got down here. That's no joke. So. 
Um, I think I, I might go the same route with you that I wish I could turn back and have Bruce Arians come back as the Bucks head coach instead of Todd Bowles. Yeah, that's a good yeah. one, man. I think that's a pretty huge uh, difference that's going on right now with the way this team is. And I feel like the team's better this year than it was last year. So not good. Not good that they're uh, they're fighting for their lives. And if they beat Carolina this week, they clinched the division. That it's week 17 and they haven't clinched that division <laughs> yet is fucking something. <laughs> yeah, that's it's been pretty ugly. Um, Jesus, I don't know. I mean, I'm just going to go. I mean, I really am not. I don't even know if this counts because it's not like this is when he got here. But I'm just going to say that, like, I wish the Red Sox didn't have Bloom. Yeah. Or, and like, you know, and like, I've been on, we've all been on as kind of a shit about what he's been doing this offseason. And I do think like the free agents aspect of it's like been pushed from the ownership side of it. Like, just don't spend money. But like, he's just a fucking, he's not made a good, a single good trade. Like. Since he's gotten there, so isn't the God, just give me, I give me fucking Dombrowski back. He's gonna like just pillage the farm, spend all the money to win a championship. Give me that guy back. I'm over blooming his fucking ticky tack Tampa Bay bullshit. Yep. Um, do, you, do you think that they might have the worst record in the American League next year? No. No. Did I see talks Oakland, that they were thinking about Oakland, getting rid of Oakland? They're better yeah. than Oakland. I feel like Oakland always just has a bunch of ragtags and they always find ways to like win games though. And then plus the Red Sox is playing that many games in that division. That division is still going to be nasty. I mean, it's a shot. It, it, it is it, definitely it wouldn't not surprise me. Yeah. So, um, all right. Next, next. Um, what was like your best moment or like something you enjoyed the most? Um, it could be something you watched. It could be something you were a part of. Um, for me, my best moment uh, in the sports world was being able to go to the Florida for the first time, um, Gainesville. Um, even though they didn't win, it didn't matter. It was a blast and something I checked off the bucket list. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's pretty awesome, dude. That's pretty sweet. I thought I could have talked about it more um, to give you guys a little more time to think about that one, but... Uh, Sorry, Kev, you're on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Uh, I think goals is pretty simple if you want to go the basketball route, but I don't, I can't pick Duke. I mean, I, Duke's my favorite team by far, and it's like, it's hard to pick them, especially the way the season ended. Uh, man. I had a very close second. Like, I was going to say it right up until the, like, I thought of the Florida thing. I was, uh, when we were in uh, gray golfing, and I had all these idiots tripped me uh, above the green on 18 as I dominated the tournament. And Fagola's telling me that I'm not very, that I'm a, oh, a sandbagger. Sandba- yeah, but oh, okay. in reality, I'm not good. I just had a good round for the first time in my life. And, and then you had about 100 out, and I put it about 10 feet from the pin. So you sandbagged that first tournament. Then we played in the next tournament. You did the same thing. And then I think it was like three tournaments in a row. You I got, acted like you. I got worse. Oh, yeah, worse. I'm like a fucking 29 handicap guy. I fucking shot 86 the other day. I got worse as, as, as the year went on, as unbelievable as that is. I felt like I was playing quite a bit of golf. And my golf game at the end of the year just started slipping. So You know what's really weird? I'm excited I, I'm, to get back up like, there. So we're going to, I'm going to Kiowa in like a month, five weeks. It would not surprise me if I play like really well that entire time I'm out there because I haven't touched a club in 
four mm-hmm. months, three right. months, or whatever it is. But I agree with you. Like, there, there comes a stretch. Like, if I'm playing a lot of golf in the summertime, there's a stretch towards the end of the summer where, like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. It's like I've never played before. It's unreal. Yeah, it's in. It's. I had a little. I started going backwards at the end of the last last month or so. Yeah. I got a new putter for Christmas. Super excited to start start grinding that thing out. So. You're you're welcome, dude. I I had a little Thank bit you. of um of into that Coley called me up on my way home from work one day. I was like, when he first called, I was like, because he called me like during oh. like the summer, like about golf stuff all the time. And I'm like, well, it's December, so like, what's he calling me about now? <laughs> still golf. Yeah, I was still golf. I was like, Coley called me like, about tees, just so if that puts any perspective of uh, where our golf games are at, dude. He <laughs> called me about tees. <laughs> yeah, new tees, new putter, man. I can't wait to use it. I'm gonna go yeah. buy a. a, a Putting green here, uh, so, so I can put so it in the basement. Actually, hold on, hang on a sec. Key. I, I guess what I was gonna say is, it's hard for me to think on the top of the top of my head, and I'm just, I, I'm literally looking through like fucking pages right. trying to find something. But it's so funny because I think the World Cup gold medal game honestly sticks on my head as like a moment like I, where you were jaw dropped. I was jaw dropped, right? And I, yeah. I don't even like soccer, and I'm not gonna watch another game of soccer until like the Olympics is on or something like that. Yeah. In like two years, whenever that is. But like that game was just like so captivating to me, dude. It was like, I feel like there was everything in that game, and it, and there's like nothing better in sports when like the superstars are the ones that are like fucking just trading shots. Yeah. And that's like what that game was all about. So. Uh no, so real quick. Uh, yeah, I mean, mine's obvious. I mean, obviously, if Carolina would have won, beat Kansas, that that would have been it. But it was definitely the whole how everything played out with Carolina and Duke and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but sure. So, which one? So, you got the Huntington Beach, correct? I believe so. Yeah. Is it the six? I can't. I don't know for sure. Because I bought when I bought one last year, it was a hundred. I think eight, it's the same as yours, but all black. Oh, you got the one with the mat with the black finish. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. think it's the same as yours, but all black. I like it, dude. It's like it feels. I think they feel so good off the. Um, yeah, I'm because ex- my, my putter I picked up at a yard sale probably like 15 years ago. I feel like. Yeah. Um, and it's like I just pulled it out today to pull it a couple days ago to bring it out of my bag and put the new one in, and it had like rust on it. So. <laughs> um, yeah. Glad to get rid of that. Bring out the new putter. Probably gonna put a new grip on it. Um, all right, next segment, uh, the worst moment, um, that you could change, you could turn back for me, it's, uh, the, you know, just the Celtics losing to the Warriors. Um, I think they learned a lot from that series. At least I hope, I think they, uh, they just did match up well with them, but, um, yeah, I mean, that was tough to watch. It was, it was hard. Like I, Tatum was struggling. You guys know, I love him and, uh, to watch him struggle and try to defend him every game defend the way he played was hard um but it's something that you know haunts me and i think it haunts this team and hopefully they can bounce back this year we were in boston for the finals game right weren't we one of them one of them down yeah yeah Yeah. and like i was and like i'm not a celtics fan but i was i was hoping that that was going to be a a celtics win that night because i thought it'd be cool to be out in the city on a celtics win and then they got blown out that game didn't they yeah, I think they made yeah. a little run at the end and like made yeah. it close, but yeah, and it kind of like took the, the 
I feel like the bar was just like the wind was out of the sails, you know, and it's like it's cool to be in a location when like just everyone's high five and stuff. Like, I mean, the Red Sox game, that game was awesome, right? It ended like on a walk off. And so everyone's like high five in and stuff. So that was cool. Yeah. But yeah, it had been cool if the Celtics played good that night, at least that we were there. So but I, I, I mean, we keep I feel like it's beating a dead horse here, but like the Duke North Carolina game was everything and every and it was. It was everything for us, right? Like one of our one of our teams is going to end in a heartbreak, and that's like what happened to yeah. Duke. So clearly, and a hundred percent, I would easily try to change that. Um, probably. I mean, I it wasn't anything like overly bad. I mean, obviously, sure, touched on the Celtics, which, but I don't love the Celtics. I mean, maybe it was like Notre Dame losing to Marshall. I really like wish they would have had that one back. Marshall and Stanford, those are two fucking bad losses. Um, so, yeah, probably Notre Dame losing to Marshall and uh, Stanford. Yep. Okay. Um, two more real quick. Uh, what are you looking forward to the most in 2023? Jeez, um, I'm, I'm honestly not so like I like I said, I wrote these down right before. Um I, I think in the sports world for me is it's probably like getting out there with the boys again and playing some golf. Yeah. Like I, I just had so much fun this past summer. Um, we played a ton and I'm not very good. It doesn't matter, but get out there and play. It's fun anyway. And just be around friends, have some beers and, uh, laugh at yourself, laugh at them and, uh, have a good time doing it. Uh, mine is, uh, maybe to see if sports gambling comes to Maine. Ooh. That's, I, I'm not a much, I'm not a big gambling gambler, but I think every once in a while it'd be fun just to throw a little bit of money down here and there. You know, I don't think I would do it all the time, but I think it would make it a lot easier, especially when I'm not getting coaxed into joining some freaking malicious website. Like, <laughs> so is that, for, but, for the uh, record, I ended up losing all my money, all the money <laughs> I got up early. I fucking lost it all. So. Ouch. Uh, um, that'd be pretty cool. I think, but, uh, I, Another thing I think too is just like I I'm excited for just golf in general to be back. Like I think when golf's back, and I think with the country with all like the chaos with the live golfers and like I feel like the rivalry is brewing. It'd be cool if they like tapped into that. I think we talked about it before, and they like kind of just like nixed the Presidents Cup and like maybe kept the Ryder Cup because that's cool, but did like a live golf versus U.S. golf thing or something like that. That'd be awesome if they could, but that they'll never do it because the U.S. golfers would hate if they lost to them. So yeah. Um, two things like I, I'm definitely with Shory on the whole, well, really kind of both of you. Like I, I love golf, like even just like watching it. And so like you got like the masters is in like four months, which is great. Um, I'm obviously looking forward to Kiowa in a month, five weeks or whatever it is. Yeah, I bet. Pretty pumped about that. And then, uh, I'm actually looking forward to the, uh, I don't, I'm not, hopefully I'm not ahead of myself, but looking forward to hopefully the Bruins make a deep run. They're like, you know, there there's nothing better as far as I'm concerned. Like the Stanley Cup playoffs, I think is like the best tournament in all the sports as far as like um, just the games and everything. Like once you get, especially when you get to overtime and shit. So looking forward to some playoff hockey come spring, but yeah, pretty much just it's pretty much that in golf. You think that's better than March Madness? Oh, okay, so maybe I uh, say the he, it's the best professional, professional sport. Professional, yeah. 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 
Although um, I think it's, I see the thing is with like I'll, I watch March Madness regardless of who's in it. Yeah. Like if Carolina got knocked all week, like the first weekend, I'm still gonna watch it. And like the Stanley Cup playoffs, like I'm gonna watch every single minute, every single second of the Bruins games if they once until they win it all, they get knocked out. And like I will watch a little bit of the other games, but I don't care as much about it. So it's close for me, but no, it's still March Madness. And this next one is kind of like the same. I guess it's kind of the same question. I don't even know if I need to ask it. Um, is there like an event you're going to go to or. Um, like, yeah. Is there any events that you're going to go to or any sport and things you're going to go to in the next year or that you would like to go to like a ticket to, you know, army Navy at Gillette or, um, you know, maybe it's a Notre Dame game. They're playing a, a big one against Michigan this year. I don't know what it is. Um, yeah. um, for me, I honestly don't know. Um, I think, like, I will say this to anyone. The best sporting thing I've ever been to, I think, for me, was March. Uh, we went to March Madness. So I think if you could get a chance to do that. I looked it up. There's not very many close to the East Coast, or there isn't one close to the East Coast by DC or something. Yeah, it's something like that. It is so fun. So, um, if you get an opportunity, do it. Um, when it comes back to Boston, they only do it like once every four years. And it's like, I think that everyone had the same experience I had because the prices are through the fucking roof now. So, if you can get the opportunity to get some tickets, even if it's for a day, it's so worth it. No, that was a, I had a lot of, we had a lot of fun. I mean, the going to the games was a, was a blast. I think we had more fun just in Boston, like the eight or 10 guys we had. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's, it's a blast to, to do that. Um, Kevin, if you don't got it, I guess I was going to say, uh, I'd love to do what we did last, last, uh, what is it? May or June when the, the three of us and our wives went down yeah. to, went down no, to Boston fun. for the night without the kids, went to a Sox game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had a lot of fun doing that. So that, that'd be fun to do that again. Um, and I do think, uh, I know my wife really wants to go. So I think we're going to try to try to go to Gillette, um, for army Navy in December. Awesome. So, um, I'd be looking forward to that. I've, I've like heard it's one of the, it's like one of the coolest things, um, to experience is that game as far as college football goes. So hopefully we can make that work. And, uh, that's that's about it. I mean, there's a bunch of other things I'd love to go to, but they're just not realistic. I was looking up the locations. Uh, Albany, New York's holds uh, for second round games. Then Madison Square Garden has the East Regional this year Ooh. for Final Four. So Madison Square Garden, not too, not too 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 far, but oh, not as consistent as easy as Boston. The wife and I are actually going to the Bruins on her birthday uh, in nice. February, so. Yeah, I think we're gonna we're going there playing the Islanders. We got bought some tickets. We're like, I don't know, ten rows off the glass. I think behind the be penalty fun. box, and I think we're gonna we're gonna get a room, spend the night in a hotel um, without the kids. So be a nice little night away for. Uh, I also for think her birthday. So Formula One is coming to Vegas this year, and I know you guys aren't into it, but it is fucking electric. And they are like putting the racetrack as part of like the streets, which will be You're, insane. I think that would strip, be a right? blast on uh, the strip. Formula. Yeah. Um, yep. it's people from all over the world coming and like the money 
um, and all the the gear and stuff, it'd be fun to do. Uh, the thing I'm most excited for this year is uh, I think anyone listening knows that we all have kids here, but my son is starting basketball for the first oh. time. He's finally old enough to play basketball. They're not going to have like games and shit like that, but they're all going to like you know. I don't know how many kids are going to be there. It's, they had to split up into two sessions, I think, because there's so many sign up. But it's going to be chaos, but it's going to be freaking hilarious, and uh, yeah. I'm excited for that. That will be fucking yeah, cool. That'll be yeah. fun. That's all I got. Um, I know it was a little quick segment. Didn't really didn't think it out very 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 much, but um, just some stuff from the past year and things that uh, look forward to 2023. Are you, you guys like? Oh, God, G. No, you can go ahead. No, I was going to say, like, do you guys, are you, like, resolution guys? Like, do you guys, I was, like, That's what I was going to ask, dude. I was going to say, are you setting any goals this year? I, I usually don't. No. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I will. It's not that, I mean, there's, there's certain things that, you know, I want to do. Um, You know, like, don't. The wife and I would would like to get out of the house, get out of this house, get into something new, newer. Um, mm-hmm. But that's like more like family oriented stuff. Like there's not necessarily no personal things. Like I don't, I, I just usually don't set. Yeah. Set them. So. I don't have the closest relationship with my sister. My only goal or my only thing to do is to be a better brother. Um, I don't always agree with the things my sister does or says, um, but I should never let that affect me. So that's that's my mm-hmm. goal. That's my plan. Um, and uh, hopefully I can be a better brother. So this past summer I was running a lot and then I got sick at one point and then I stopped running and then it was kind of fall area. So I was like, I'm going to stop. So I just stopped running and I haven't done it in a while. But I saw recently online someone had posted that they, for the year, entire year of this past year, they ran a thousand oh, yeah. total miles. And I'm not saying I want to run a thousand total miles because I don't think I'm like in shape enough to like start off doing that. But uh, I think I'm gonna do something like that, some kind of running related. Yeah. <clears throat> something that's maybe attainable. I don't know. I'll have to figure out some numbers to figure out, but something I can shoot for. That sounds miserable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And we're we're getting a treadmill soon, and uh, I hate treadmill running. I hate it, but I think sometimes it's going to have to do that, especially with the winters yeah, we have. Yeah, bad, shitty weather, too cold, yeah. rainy, so snow. You know, you know what's weird? is like I don't like running at all, uh-uh. but I would rather run on a treadmill than outside. And the only, reason, the only reason I say that is because I get shin splints so bad if I run on the road. Like, mm-hmm. it's awful. Yeah. Um, and I do like it, like, I – never really worked out that much but there's like a little small gym at the at the mill and every once in a while like i would go down there and they had a treadmill and elliptical and shit but they had a tv set up so like I, you could put on a show like and the reason i liked it is like i put on a show for a half hour and run for a half hour right. and i feel like it went by so fast because i was like watching the show whereas like on the when i'm staring like if i was on a road i'm just like staring at fucking cars and trees going by and it was just very like monotonous and um i don't know Mm -hmm. um so if i had to choose i would much rather run on a treadmill i feel like i've ever run i've ran on a treadmill i feel like i'll be running and running and running i'm like okay i'm done like two miles and i look down i've gone like a half of a mile and i'm like (laughs) i i feel like you it feel like it messes with your brain more but 
yeah where a road i feel like i can focus on something and i can be like once i get to there that's a mile and like i can see myself yeah. getting closer to that point it makes sense yeah well that sounds shitty <laughs> sherry doesn't like road running or treadmill running no i don't like either one. Oh, for the record i don't like either one of them but if i had to choose i'm going uh treadmill Um, uh, to talk Patriots yeah. really quick. I was gonna say, how about the Patriots? Who the fuck did they play last week? Because I probably Bengals. Didn't watch. Bengals. Didn't watch the snap. Um, I didn't have much faith that they were gonna make it a game. Uh, watching the replays, they actually did make it a game. They had a shot to win, actually, which is shocking. But same old story. Well, it was a tale of two halves. I mean, it was also a tale of Fagola is like. King, I feel like you're king at like jinxing things. Like you sent us a text message about Burrow in Max stats, and I think it was right on halftime. And then yeah. from that point on, it was like a complete flip. Like where the Patriots yeah. started actually coming back, and then Burrow didn't do a single thing the rest of the game at that point. So oh. uh, the Patriots made it close at least. They had their chances at the end. Yeah, yeah. no, they did, and the, you know they had they were driving. I mean, like where were they? I think they were inside the twenty-five. Cincinnati's twenty-five when Stevenson fumbled. There was a ten. Yeah, that was the ten-yard line or so. Yeah. Yeah, it was like they they was fumbled it? on the six. I think. Yeah. On first down. I didn't think that. I oh, I thought they were further back, but that whole thing. See, that was a situation for me where I and the reason why I thought they were further back is because I remember getting pissed off because. It was a situation where it was like Patricia just being not being creative and like they ran the same fucking play four plays in a row. And then it's like it'd be a perfect opportunity. Maybe fucking take a shot, run play action, take a shot to the end zone on first down. And he runs the same. Now, Ramondre Stevenson fumbling the ball is not Patricia's fault. Uh, That's obviously not. But. You're in the NFL, like, you know that, like, the Bengals, that's all they're going to try to do is standing this fucking guy up and stripping the ball. Like, legitimately just try to take a shot. Mm. Like, all they, all they, when they do that shit, all that tells me is they have no faith in Mac at all. Like, I, I mean, I understand they were gaining some yards, but at some point you got to fucking change it up. But I don't know. I didn't that play was, uh, that was first and goal on the five-yard line, that play. Stevenson won at the end of the game. Yeah. And yeah. I think I can't remember. We talk, maybe sure is talking to him about it where it could have been someone else where it seemed like uh, some refs would have called that play dead because they were holding him up for a while. Like they would have said yeah. forward, forward, uh progress is stopped. You know, I could see some refs calling it the whistle on that. And then there's no fumble on that play. But uh, yeah. Yeah. I didn't see a ton of the first half. We had some people over. Um, we had my father and yeah, my brother and sister-in-law and, you know, so we, we had, we, we ate a late lunch. Um, so I actually didn't watch much of it. I didn't watch really any of it until the uh, second half. Um, but what did Max do to get a personal file after the fumble? Dude, it was so cheap. I'm so sick of this shit. There was a pick or a fumble recovery. I didn't watch the game, but I saw the, like the end play. There was a guy breaking down the, the sideline for a touchdown. Um, from Cincinnati and 30 yards behind the play, another player's behind him and he dove at the knees of Eli Apple. And it's like so cheap and like dirty. It was not even nowhere near the play. No, that was the, this was the Ramondre Stevenson fumble and the play was called dead right there at the eight. Hold on. Cause Wait, it was like a saying, pig pile and Mac, saying, Mac, 
Mac got a personal foul on that play at the end. Oh, I guess I didn't see that. I saw the one he got fined, just got fined for fifteen thousand. Yeah, I don't remember. I don't so he got two he personal fouls that game. That one they didn't call in the field. They called it oh, after. Like Eli oh. Apple was like in the locker room, like, you. "Hey, that guy just did a dirty cheap shot on me." And they went back and like watched the replay, and uh, sure enough, they got fined for it. Yeah, I don't know what he did. I think he like I don't know if he like pushed somebody over or whatever. But I yeah. Yeah, I mean it says unnecessary roughness, but I just I don't know what it was. Um, and then <clears throat> just to like this, I know I'm hard on Bill a lot. This is, um, definitely a defense that's good enough to play with a good enough, like offense. Like if they had Brady yeah. at, like in his prime, this team would be good enough to go make a Super Bowl run. There's no doubt about it. They have some, like they have some playmakers. These two Jones rookies are actually like starting to play and like become guys. Uh, Marcus Jones now is like almost as good as good as Jack Jones, I feel like. So there's some guys that are really making plays. Um, obviously you have Uche and Judon in the edges who are phenomenal. Um, Barmore in the middle with some others, you know, veteran guys and Barmore's really played, Bentley. but like there's some guys. Juwan Bentley, at, who I'm also hard on has been had a really good year. There's some guys that can play um, on this defense. I think they're in the right direction. It's just like, do, are we smart enough to know that, we need to switch up our offense and like we need to get rid of fucking Patricia and maybe even can we find a better quarterback? I don't know. But like Bill's going to have to make these decisions and like, OK, here's a hypothetical. If you could trade three first round picks and get Derek Carr and Devontae Adams as a package because Devontae's not going to play unless Derek Carr's there. Are you the Pats? You Are you doing that? Yes. Send them Mac Jones and three first round picks. Take on I Derek send Carr, Devontae Adams. I don't think. You, see the, the the reason why I don't know if it would take three first round picks is because here's why. But the the Raiders have don't have a choice. They either need to cut or trade Derek Carr because on February first or March first they owe him forty million dollars and that's all fucking guaranteed. So whoever's negotiating with Oakland or Vegas. It's kind of got the upper hand there. Well, that's so, why I say Devontae Adams plus, is a part of it. it. No, but that's what I'm saying, though. And plus, you throw in Devontae Adams, as good as he is, he still owed a fuck ton of money. So I don't even know. I mean, I'm not saying it, you, it, would, it wouldn't take, like, two first-rounders, but I think three is a stretch. I think they I instantly think, compete. What are you saying about? I don't lo- what are you saying about negotiating with them? Because obviously the trade deadline's passed, so it's something they talk about this and say like Raiders hold on to him, and then once the trades open back up after the Super Bowl, then you trade him after the Super Bowl. Right, right, after the yeah. Super Bowl. Yeah. yeah. Because like, and the thing For is, for 2023, like, and I don't know if, like how much you guys have like paid attention to this or like heard about it, but like apparently, um, Mark Davis doesn't own the team. His mother technically owns the team. And I think that they said when she dies and she's like, she's like old, I think when she dies, he's going to be fucked because he's going to have to pay like an inheritance tax on the fucking value of the franchise. And he's not going to have the money to do it. So they're saying like when that happens, like there's a, there could be, I, and I'm not, I, I may be misspeaking a little bit on this, but I've heard some shit that's saying like, like it could potentially be like he may have to sell the fucking team because he's not going to have money 
to pay the like the taxes that he needs to once his mother dies. So like them like they're not paying Derek Carr forty million dollars. They're not doing it. They don't think they have the fucking money to do it. Hmm. Bezos is gonna buy him, dude. So that would be such a fun team to buy, dude. That stadium is unbelievable. Um, I just feel like rich people find a way to do stuff that they want to do, and then like probably make more money out of it. So. Yeah. I do you know what's I wild like about the Patriots is that they have the eighth best point differential in the season. That is unreal. I think that speaks to like how good their defense is. Uh, yeah, it's wild. Um, we, it's not really, uh, doesn't really have much to do with the Patriots, but well, it kind of does. It's it's crazy to think as bad as the Patriots have looked this year if they went out there in the playoffs. It's unbelievable, and they get a. Uh, they get a pretty good uh, matchup this week against Miami because it's no no Tua. By the way, if if you are Tua's doctor or if you are someone apart of that, are you letting him play again? That's three concussions Should. now on the year. Like we know how bad brains are, and we know how bad one of his concussions were. As like somebody who has a family or wants to have kids and. There's no way he can go down for a fourth concussion in one year. Like, for what we know, having one concussion is so bad on someone's brain. And, like, you have to give it time to heal. And we don't even know what that is. Like, what is a good time to heal? Obviously, he can't protect his head. Like, there's just not, like, that's not his fault. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying he's taking shots to the head. I don't think I'm letting him play. Yeah. Like, even if I, even, like, you can mark my word. I, if I my kids play football, I will not let them play the rest of the year if they have a concussion. Like, mm-hmm. even if it's beginning of the year, they're done. Like, this that's that will be like my number one requirement or like my number one thing I say. They're done. Like, the, that's your brain. We don't know the repercussions. And like to have four within like three months is absurd. Yeah, I think there's a lot of cr- crazy shit that happens in the NFL though, and I think that sh- coaches have such short leashes that they'll do anything they can to like keep their, keep him on the team. Uh, I, it's not the right answer, but I could, I could see them playing him just because right. What's his, what's his name? McDaniels. That's his name. doesn't want to lose his job. I don't know, but he's definitely going to be just... someone whose brain is studied here in 40 years. So. Yeah, it sucks. I don't think I, I don't think I'm doing it. I just I'm shocked that they're gonna like I can't believe like the players association and and other things won't step in um and, and protect their player. It's it's bigger than football, man. It's crazy. Oh, um, it's wild, yeah. And it sets uh, like a good precedent like to to parents, like, oh, this game is important. Like obviously there's billions of dollars at the line, but we're saying this guy can't play or like he's making the decision like, okay, I'm going to shut down my body and, pre- and prepare myself for my future and get my head ready till now. Ne- and like, give it a good nine months rest till next year. That's a, that's me. That's a good play, but yeah, it is what it is. Can't be a dead horse. Um, all right, Kev matchups. Well, what I want to, I was going to say something real no. quick too. Like, no, so obviously I, the, the bucks are, the bucks are seven and eight and they're, they win this week. They're in the playoffs. They'll clinch the division. Uh, but it's also wild that, like, the other South Division in the AFC, the Jaguars are 7-8, and eight, and they're currently, like, atop their division. So, like, there's two teams possibly right now that could 
get in maybe under 500 if they lose week 17, you know? So that's wild. Well, t- Tennessee has just fallen off a fucking cliff. Yeah, they really have. Um, this is what I was going to say is like real quick. Um, that currently, as things currently stand, every single quarterback that's in the playoffs in the AFC was drafted in the first round. Currently, in the NFC, every quarterback other than Jalen Hurts was drafted in the like third round or higher, or third round or lower. Wow. There was not a single first. Yeah, Hertz was round two, and then everything else was the fourth round or after that. When that's was Dakota in the, in the taken? Four. Fourth. Yeah. Four. He was four. Cousins was four. Heineke was undrafted. What about Danny Dimes? One. Yeah, but they're not in the playoffs right now, the Giants, I don't think. Yeah, they're sixth. The Giants but, are? According to ESPN, they're in sixth, yeah. NFC oh, maybe East? I saw- NFC East has uh, every team in right now. It's insane. Where the fuck did I see that thing? Because I could have swore it said that none of them were in it. Um, did the did the Giants win like this past weekend to put them in back? Yeah, in the playoffs? they beat Washington, I believe, right? Yeah. Okay, so maybe yeah. so maybe I saw it. Before. Oh, they lost to the Vikings last week. They lost to the Vikings this past week. Just kidding. Yeah. I don't know then. So what? The um, fuck? Never mind then. What is weird though this week is that uh, so Jacksonville seven and eight, Tennessee Titans are seven and eight. They're not playing each other this week, but this week's game is irrelevant, which is a weird scenario because next yeah. week they play each other, and so whoever wins the Titans Jaguars in week eighteen, that team is going to win the division. But both of these teams could win, both these teams could lose, both these teams could tie this week, and it has no merit on next week's game. It's absurd. It's right, like a it's such a weird thing where there's like an irrelevant like game, but then yeah, like a bye week, and then next week's like a it means it's for everything. And that's why like Tennessee, I'm sure sat like uh, yeah, Malik Derrick Willis. Henry today. And isn't Malik Willis not starting either? They're starting yeah, uh, Josh, Josh Dobbs. Joshua Dobbs. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure there's fantasy owners that are fucking wild about the uh, no doubt. Henry. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, lots of them. It's a weird situation. Uh, so. Um, okay. So football previews, we're not going to do Thursday night games. Uh, we kind of just stopped doing those, I guess. I don't know if this week's is even good or not. Uh, I don't even know who plays. Tonight, they're playing right yeah. now. Oh yeah. Blue Cowboys, fucking... Titans, Cowboys, yeah, yeah. Titans. Yeah. Last I looked, Cowboys were winning. 10 to six at halftime. Um, but Monday night this week, it is a absolute banger. Buffalo Bills heading to Cincinnati to play the Bengals. Bills 12 and three in the years. Bengals 11 and four. Bengals. I mean, both these teams have got to be the two hottest teams right now, I feel like, in the NFL. Uh, Bengals have won one, two, three, four, seven in a row. Bills have won, what, six in a row, I think. Uh, Bills only favored by a half a point as of yesterday. I don't know if that line's changed or not, but. Where was that game again? What did you say? Cincinnati? Yeah. Cincinnati. Yeah, Bills still half point favorite over under 49 and a half. Um, I just, I don't know. I just, I just see as like as bad as since he looked against the Patriots last weekend. And then I know you can't really go off of that. They're playing at home, but I just, I, I think Buff, this is kind of a, 
Buffalo needs to win this game, right, to get home field, to continue the towards home field. So I just feel like it's important for Buffalo in that scenario. I think they've been playing better of late. I don't know. Well, I, mean, I really don't know where I want to go with this. I think I'm gonna. I think I'm going with the Bills here, but um, I don't love. I don't love it. Uh, I mean, I th- I think since he still has a shot at home field too. I mean, they're only a game back of the Bills and Chiefs. I don't know what the tiebreaker would come down to. Obviously, the Chiefs would have to lose another game, but uh, I mean, the Bengals are right there for home field as well. I was shocked to see that Josh Allen only throws. I think I don't know. I don't know why I'm struggling to find it. I think he throws for 250 yards a game, which is so shocking to me. I figured he threw for at least like 320 a game this year. Like I thought, like if you're not going to have a, like for a team that doesn't have a strong run game, you would think like, okay, they'll just rely. So like, I know he runs the ball, but I, I would think that he would throw insane amount of yardage. Um, He really hasn't, like everyone kept talking about Gabe Davis before the year, and it's like, man, Gabe Davis is like had his moments, but he's not, he's not the guy we thought he was. Like I thought he was gonna be better. Like I thought he was a Pro Bowl kind of guy. Um, obviously Diggs is the guy, but even Diggs has, has had moments where he's shied away recently. So I don't know if the Bills are quite as good as we thought they were offensively. I still know defensively they have it. Like. I know Von Miller's out, but they are starting to get healthy in their secondary. They're getting Tredavious White back. They got um, <clears throat> Milano. They got obviously uh, Poyer's back at safety. They're they're like starting to get healthy, and like their defense is what's going to have to ca- like carry them. And I and I honestly believe that because the offense isn't quite as good as we thought he were. Like Josh Allen is that good, but I don't think the offense, and that's why I don't think like the play calling. Um, is all the all that great either? Like you got to be able to commit to the run, and it's going to open up your passing lanes. And I don't think that Buffalo will do that, and they use their quarterback too much. Like it's just, for my for my opinion, it's too much. It's more of like how I feel about Buffalo going into the playoffs. But I think that the Cincinnati matchup is going to be part of it, and I think Cincinnati can handle business at home, and it's going to put a lot of pressure on them to make sure that they win out Buffalo to stay in that top seed. I don't know exactly how it shakes up. But no one wants to go to Buffalo. That, well, that's what I was just going to ask you. Do you think it's more important for Buffalo to get the one seed than is any other team in the AFC? Yeah, I do. I do. I do. I do think Buffalo is going to be suspect on on because, uh, if they go away, if they go on the road. Yeah, because yeah, because I I and this is just because I just think he's it's I'll, I've gotten to the point with him with Mahomes. It's just like what was with Brady. I'm never going to doubt him. Like, right. I'm going to, like, ride that. So, like, but I just don't see Allen going into Arrowhead in the AFC Championship game and beating Mahomes. He almost did last year. See, I, but they, I know they almost did. And, it, and they, but I just don't. Almost don't I cut don't it. I get what you're no, saying. They, almost doesn't they, cut until it. Until they do it. In a, and I know Buffalo went into Arrowhead earlier this year, regular season, beat him. I think it was, this, yeah, earlier this year they beat him yeah. in Arrowhead. But regular season. But who gives a fuck? It was like week four. Yeah. Like do exactly. it in the AFC Championship game, and that, and so I think it's it's way more important for Buffalo to get that one seed than it is anybody else in the AFC. Obviously, you look at Cincinnati, what they did last year. You can they know they've gone on the road. They they've won games. They you know so I just yeah I think Buffalo needs to win out. Um, to secure that one seed. So I just think they kind of, there's a little bit more motivation for them. Um, I don't love it though. I mean, it's, it's, 
I it's gonna be a, I can't wait to watch it. I know I do know that, but yep. I'm taking the Bengals in this one. I think uh I think Joe Burrow is just like he's just like a fucking winner. That's all that guy does. Seems like he just sta- like steps up in big moments. Um I think like this year, like probably I don't know, Jalen Hurts if his MVP chances are gonna get hurt because he's injured the last couple weeks, but like obviously he's in the conversation, like Mahomes, uh, Allen, and like Herbert. I feel like those names are the ones getting tossed around as best quarterback, and I feel like Burrow is right there. If like if you tell me I have to pick a quarterback side of the league, I'm taking Mahomes one, but I think I'm taking Burrow too. I I just fucking love Burrow. I think the guy is just awesome. And I think the way that Josh Allen plays, it's gonna be a really sad day, but I think the way he puts his body out there in some of those runs, he's going to get really hurt one of these days. And it's going to be, it's going to suck really bad for like just the NFL as general. Cause it's like awesome to watch Allen play. But I think that day's coming just because of the way he plays. He's like a fearless guy. He just goes out there and just, he fights for every fucking yard he can. He never slides. And I, I think it's going to hurt really come back to haunt him eventually, but uh, I'm taking the Bengals, but it's probably gonna be a pretty kick-ass game to watch. Yep. Um, Kev, you said something just real quick. I just asked you guys a question. You said something about the MVP as far as Jalen Hurts, all this other shit. I've seen some stuff, and I don't think it'll happen. But would you guys have an issue, or where do you what do you think of Justin Jefferson being the MVP of the league? One hundred percent. There's, there's to me that right now there's no debate on who the best wide receiver in the football is. There's a good debate on who the best quarterback well, is. Jamar um, Chase is an all-time guy. Remember that. I I chose him. <laughs> <laughs> but I do think, like right now this year, uh. I I think Jefferson is the best offensive weapon in the NFL. I think that, that you could make the argument between Hertz, Burrow, um, Josh Allen, Kirk Cousins is up there with these guys. Like his numbers are pretty close to these guys. Um, and Mahomes, like Mahomes' numbers aren't like they're not pa- they're not Peyton Manning of uh, Peyton Manning his final couple of years in, in Denver when he lit up the stat sheet. It's not like one of these guys are are surefire better than everyone else. There's one wide receiver that's surefire better than all the other wide receivers in the league. And not only that, it's probably maybe the best wide receiver season, one of the best wide receiver seasons ever. So um, to me, I think Justin Jefferson should be. Like, I hate that it's just, like, as a quarterback guy, I hate that it's just quarterback. Yeah, and it will. Like, that's what I mean. Like, he could could have, like, 2,000 or, like, 2,300 yards fucking receiving, and he won't even get, like, a sniff of it. Just like I think Aaron Donald should have been – thought of for the MVP a couple years ago. I think that Cooper Cup had a way better season last year than Jefferson, and I feel like Cup wasn't even the conversation, so I think it'd be silly to think Jefferson is this year. I think, I think, I, I think Cup's season was way better last year. That's a way flaw more t- in the system, though. You're right. I You're right. Cup's season was better. I think that's a flaw in the system. Like, I think Cup probably should have been in for it last year. Yeah. He had way more touchdowns. He had... Way more receptions last year. I mean, the only thing that I think Jefferson's going to beat him in is yards. But uh, I don't know. Is I, I haven't even looked I mean, at MVP odds. Is 100%. Hurt still the I feel leader? like Cup should have had it last year. So yeah, that's why I think Jefferson falls. But it sucks. It sucks that we're in a league that only considers quarterbacks to be it. Who, who Rogers won last year? Yeah, and yeah. Brady was runner up. Like and Brady had like a better uh, season all around. Yeah. So this right here actually. Is Burrow up right there now? now? Burrow's second. Mahomes is the favorite right now. Minus 500. And that's like, so what is, uh, what's, so what's Burrow? Plus something, plus, plus what? Plus seven. So, I mean, this wow. is just showing, this is showing five, uh, four different sports books. So DraftKings, Caesars, PointsBet, BetMGM. 
Mahomes is minus 500, minus 556, minus 700, minus 500. Yeah. Burrow's plus 750, plus 600, plus 1,000, plus 600. Hertz is a plus 1,000 or plus 900. So it really seems like it's kind of a fucking two-horse race. Jefferson is fifth, I will say. I mean, he's plus 5,000, you know. But Bengals finish Bills-Ravens if Burrow balls out in both those games. Like, I feel like he's yeah. right there. Yeah. He definitely, oh, if he, especially if, they, if Mahomes takes a day, you know, I don't know how Mahomes finishes the Broncos if somebody, Raiders. If somebody doesn't have to play in the final game, like it hurts, obviously it hurt just uh, Jalen Hurts odds of winning by sitting out a game. So it should hurt one of theirs. But yeah. I mean, if you look at it too, like if, if, if Cincinnati beats the wheels off Buffalo Monday night and Burrow just fucking dominates, you'd Im- I would imagine that his, the odds are going to sky like, Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Now we have not talked college football for a while because football takes a massive break. I imagine when they flip to twelve teams, the break's gonna be shorter, right? I would think. Uh the uh probably they'll probably uh, probably would have already played games or they'll be playing them this weekend or they're doing it anyway. Uh they'll probably because they have to have two more rounds, I think, right? Because they'll have to get down to Eight and then down from yeah, so there'll be two probably last week and the week before maybe. Yeah. If they keep the same schedule unless they bump the the uh, championship up like yeah, a week or two, but um, number three TCU playing number two Michigan. This game is being played in Arizona. Must be Cardinal Stadium, I'm guessing. State Farm Stadium. I don't I don't know the names of any stadiums anymore. Uh, this is a four o'clock start time this Saturday. ESPN. Michigan is favored by seven and a half as of yesterday when I wrote it all out. Uh, and fun fact, these teams have never once played each other in the history wow. of either program. That's incredible. That was unreal. I, I'll go first. I'm going to, I'm calling it now. This is going to be a fucking dump truck. I think TCU just gets run off the field. Uh, Michigan is too big on too big, too fast, too strong on defense. And just kind of bully them. It's going to be bully ball. Um, Full what's domination the, by Michigan. What's the deal with Blake Corum? He's out the whole rest of the year. I was, oh, sorry, he tore something, didn't he? Pretty sure he had surgery or something. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So he will not be playing, is what you mean? I don't believe he's playing, no. I don't believe <laughs> I'm he just is. fucking around. He's like, <laughs> he tore his ACL or something. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, like, everything you're saying, Shory, is, like, it's true. I feel like they're... They're bigger, faster, stronger, that whole thing. But I just feel like TCU – I'm not I'm not picking TCU to win a game. I don't think they're going to. But I just feel like they've been in every – they always hang around. It's like they got alligator blood, right, that whole thing. It's like they're in every game. They're in it right to the end. Uh, Max Duggan – Duggan's the best quarterback in this game. He's better than J.J. McCarthy. Uh, and Quentin Johnson, the receiver from TCU, is fucking He's awesome. awesome too. So – I can see TCU hanging around. I just think that I agree with you. I think, like you said, Michigan's too big, too fast, too strong. Um, so I think they eventually wear them down, and they probably cover. You know, I could see Michigan. I, I think Michigan's going to win this game by like 10-12, but it's going to be closer um, most of the way. I just I just think that they're they're too good. But I, I just think TCU, they've been doing it all year long. They're going to hang around a little bit. 
Yeah, and I, I, I think like TCU, I think most people would agree that the teams they played throughout the year, the strength of schedule they had compared to Michigan was way better. Like TCU is yeah. more tested this year than Michigan has. Michigan really only played Ohio State and Penn State maybe that were legit teams. I still think Ohio State's legit, even though they dumb chucked them in the second half. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I think if any team, yeah, we'll get to that in a second, but. I think Michigan still wins this game, but I agree with the goal. I think TCU always has a knack of keeping it close, and I think that they're more tested this year. But I will say that I think in big games like this, that experience is huge. And even though Michigan played last year in this game and got dump trucked by, was it Georgia? I think it was. Uh, I think just being in that in the spotlight again for Michigan is like huge. Like Harbaugh had that experience last year. I don't know how many players like came back. I don't. I don't know those statistics, but. I think that's huge for a program just to like be there last year and experience this and experience that heartbreak, but like be in the college football playoffs. And so I think that goes a long way. And I'm, I'm sure Michigan does what they always do and they'll just wear you down and just fucking run all over you. So Michigan probably will cover at the end, but I think TCU keeps it close for most of the game. Uh, and the other one, we got number four, Ohio State playing Georgia. Georgia with their second home game in a row, just about. They play Mercedes-Benz Stadium in, in Atlanta. They played there two weeks ago or three weeks ago when they played LSU. This is an 8 o'clock start on ESPN as well. And as of yesterday, Georgia favored by six and a half. Beep, 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 beep. Backing up another dump truck. Georgia's coming in, going to drive all over Ohio State, just dump all over them. It's uh, it's the best team in football. It's most physical. It's most fast. It's experienced. It's the most talented. It's uh, the scariest football team here. They get bored. The only close games they've had is because they were bored. Georgia's going to fucking walk all over them. Um, I agree with Shory. I just think. I don't think there's a team in college football. I don't I don't think Ohio State. I don't think Michigan. And I definitely don't think TCU. If Georgia's playing at its best, there's not a team in the country that can touch them. I don't think. I think their defense is too good. Jalen Cotter on that defensive side of the ball is a fucking monster. Um, we kind of – I th- we threw a bunch of shade at Stetson Bennett, or I did anyway, at the beginning of the year because he's not that great. But he's, he's very efficient. Um, they have some of the best tight ends in the country. So – I just, I just think Georgia's, like you said, they're just too fucking good. I think they're gonna suffocate Ohio State. I don't feel like, I feel like, I don't know. I mean, they, yeah. I just think Georgia's at their best is the best team in the country. Um, so I like the Bulldogs big. I think that uh, there's not many teams in the nation that could beat Georgia. I think if Georgia played like every team like five times, you know, that like they're gonna beat every single team five times in a row. But I think Ohio State is one of those teams that could beat Georgia. I think they have the potential to do it because I think their offense is that good. I think, like, if Tennessee still had Hendon Hooker, like, healthy, I think Tennessee could have done it too. But I don't know. It's just – that's, like, a one-in-five chance that Ohio State does that, and it's, like, probably a really close game. So I do think Georgia probably just fucking runs them out of town too. And just – like, if that happens, if Ohio State's last two games are getting dump trucked by Michigan, dump trucked by Georgia, does, like, Ryan Day start to get nervous? Yeah, Ooh. maybe two two losses well, I, in a row to Michigan, and then. So, but. And I and I was gonna say too that this Georgia team is nowhere near last year's team. I don't think. I still think they're the best team in the country when they're like at their best. But I think last year's team 
was uh, like obviously they had what fucking eleven guys in their de- like ten guys in their defense get drafted. It was fucking stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's it's a fair question, Kev, because when you're at Ohio State, I mean you're competing for national championships. That's what that's what the goal is. But outside of that, it's you need to beat Michigan. Yeah. And he's gotten his ass kicked fucking two years in a row. So it'd be it'd be crazy to think that Ryan Days would be on the hot seat a little bit when we always got he's only has like six career losses or something or seven career losses at Ohio State. But I don't think it's that crazy of a question. I really don't. If Georgia comes out there and beats the fucking wheels off of them, and then going into next year, you're, you're questioning whether or not they can fucking hang with Michigan anymore. If they lose to Michigan three years in a row, mm-hmm. eh, I, it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me either. I mean, he hasn't won a championship yet. He's made it to the college football playoffs a few times and is like, this is his fourth year there, I think. But he hasn't won one yet, and now he's two and two against Michigan in his tenure there. I don't know. I mean, CJ, trending in the wrong way. I will say, I, I, if if Ohio State makes some oh my god plays, like how the frig did that just happen, and they get a couple good bounces, I think they could play and and they could beat them. There's no doubt about it. I just think that Georgia on the offensive side is better than where they were last year, which is why I think they're just as good. Um, I don't, I I just don't see how they can beat them. Even if Georgia does make a few turnovers, I still think that their defense is good enough to hold Ohio State. But you never know. Like you just never like that's what makes college football so great is that so many times I'm you know you feel so confident about something that something right. crazy happens in a game, flips the whole script, and uh, you know it could be a Stetson Bennett concussion on the first play because he likes to run. You never know. Um, so I, I'm definitely not right. counting Ohio State out. But I think if you know mano on a mano, I'm taking Georgia. What's your take on Jackson Smith Najibba? Najibba, I say his name, not playing because he wants to like provide, you know, protect his stock for. Don't love it. Don't don't love it. Like hurt your stock. Yeah. And I know that he's in a feud with Todd McShay, um, and I agree with McShay. Like I want a guy who's gonna fucking 100% compete. Like you don't see any. Alabama's not even in the college playoffs, and they don't have guys taking days off. Like they don't have guys taking this off. They're they're balling. And look what happened. I mean, like I and he played and ended up getting hurt, but it's like like Jamison Williams. He played the national championship game towards ACL and he still was a first round pick. Yeah, like, you're not gonna you're not gonna lose your stock. You've, anything you're gonna gain. That's what I mean. If you've shown enough of like during the season, like what you are as a player, you like not you potentially getting hurt. I mean, unless you get like, you know, you fucking you break your hip or your fucking spine or some shit. You know what I mean? Like, but that's at like a minimal risk. I just don't, I just don't think that it's, um, I don't know. I don't like it either. Like this season, he has three games played five receptions, 43 yards. That's his a season. Stock's already his stock is like at an all time low. Idea. It's all time low. And I think yeah. not like, I playing this like... game drops him even further. I think, cause yep. like what, what kind of coach is going to want this guy in his team? So even if he goes out there and plays and he just has a couple catches, I think that makes his stock better. Just saying, like he's gonna at least fucking play for his team. I agree. Yeah, because how do you know? How do you know that he's like? I mean, people can say what they want, but it's like, how do you know he's even healthy? Mm-hmm. It, it's a super like, high that, risk pick if you're taking it as an NFL team in yeah. the first two rounds. Uh, one thing about Georgia too, they have history on this side. These teams have met one time. In the 1993 Citrus Bowl, actually, Georgia won that game 21-14. So that's huge. That's only oh, once. Huge. Wow. Remember that's that. huge. I mean, it was, you know, yeah. fucking 30 years yeah. ago. 
<laughs> That's pretty big. These stuff, big dude. dead teams got to get out of the fucking the north, dude, and go down there in the south and play these these good teams down here because little cupcakes playing each other in the Big Ten. They don't get out of there. Is it? It's pretty weird because the Big Ten was probably, well, not probably, it was the worst Power Five conference in the in all of college football this year, and they got two teams in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I mean, I guess probably it's that was a product of that. They just beat the shit, beat the yeah. wheels off everybody else because there was no competition. But good news is soon enough there'll be twelve teams in the playoffs. How cool would it be? We're done all our matchups. Right, how cool would it be if like? The number, say Georgia, the number one seed, right? They got to pick. So the the first four teams were picked by committee. The next eight teams were picked by committee, but not seeded. And they got to pick who goes where. Like Georgia gets to pick. Mm-hmm. They'd probably put like the the. Let's say they take. They think the best team left, and they would put them at in a spot where they wouldn't have to play them until the until the championship. Oh, they pick the entire bracket. No, just one. And then the, oh. the number two team, so that would be Michigan. Michigan would probably pick somebody that would have to play, you know, Alabama in round two uh, or something like that. Like, how cool would it be if you – like, because that would make teams, like, feel like, oh, my God, these guys don't think we're good. And instead right. of the committee doing it, it would put some incredible pressure on these teams and matchups. And, like, obviously, if say, if you're Georgia, you wouldn't want to play – LSU three times in a season. You just don't want to play teams three times in a season. Um, I don't know. Be interesting. Be fun. Yeah. I don't know exactly how you do it, but I think I think there could be some really cool. I mean, they'll never do it, but it would be fucking cool. I think some coaches would hate having to make that decision because like absolutely more material and stuff like that. You know. Absolutely. It would. That's exactly what it does. It creates bulletin board material and strategy. And you would have like sometimes say if it's um, Georgia coach um, and he in Oregon's one of the teams like that's his old assistant coach. Like he wouldn't want to like call him out and say that he's not his team's not very good. You know what I mean? Like it would be fun. It would be fun to do. Or he also doesn't want to play his old coach because his old coach knows all of his shit, although he beat him by like 50. (laughs) But I think that would be another fun aspect of like, okay, we have the final four. We have the first four in. We know the next eight. And then tonight is uh, lottery or like coaches picks. Mm-hmm. Be wild. Be wild. That's what I'm saying. And you know what? Create content and make money and you get sponsors that would that would have fun doing it. Be great. Call, Could you imagine if they did that? Up. They had every head coach like on a screen, and they broadcast it live on TV, and they yeah. had all twelve head coaches. Imagine if they, they brought them up this. like they were all on a stage, and they were like, "All right, who's gonna play who?" And you'd bring them up, and you'd, they'd ask you why you slaughtered them there, oh, man. and then how a coach would feel about it. Oh my god, that'd be awesome. Woo! That would make it so good. Um, so- play, I think I'm onto something. So since college football is kind of coming to an end here, you know, we got like New Year's Six games here this weekend and all that stuff. Uh, a couple teams I just want to talk about, like, so like Kansas, we thought Kansas was turning their program around this year. They started the year 5-0, and right? The quarterback got hurt. I think that kind of derailed the season. But they ended the season losing seven of their last eight. Pretty rough. But, Ouch. But Ouch. one team I feel like that really just laid an egg down the stretch, Ole Miss. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. I watched them against Texas Tech last night. Ouch. I mean, Old Miss was in the top top ten. They were 
maybe talked about possibly sneaking into the college World playoffs if like things went the right way, you know, and whatnot. They beat some teams down the stretch because they had they had LSU on the schedule, they had Bamis on the schedule, and then like, and then LSU, uh, Ole Miss loses five of their last six games to like end the year. It's like brutal. Lost five ways. of the last lost five of the last six games. I think they finished like what was it? I sent it to you guys. It was like was it like 39th in the country in recruiting this year? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they, then they turned around and paid Lady Kiffin nine million dollars a year Gross. to the team. So that's probably not going to work out well. Lane sure, Kiffin we- is like one of those coaches that's just going to keep moving from college to college to college. People will constantly give him a give him a give him an opportunity for whatever yep. reason. He's he's never like he like will get teams to like they're on the like peripheral of like being well, good and then they're just like but they're never going to get over their hump. Shuri, did think- you watch any of the Las Vegas Bowl? Yeah. With yeah. Florida, oh. Oregon. State. It's disgusting. Yeah. Um I I so here's the thing is like I the transfer portal now and these kids being able to transfer now it's just too easy for them. The kids, if they're not playing, are leaving. Like, you're not good enough to play. Or, like, there's a guy who's going to the NFL before you. So, of course, you're not playing this year. But if you do your time and you and you go in the weight room and you put in the fucking work, as a junior, as a senior, you're going to get time. But kids are freshmen, not getting playing time, and you're seeing them, like, fucking leave, the, the tra- going into the transfer portal because they're not getting, like, you aren't good enough. Like, even though you're a four-star or five, even five stars, even though you were that good – and I'm not just saying this for Florida, but I was listening to like Alabama has like 25, 26 kids entering transfer portals. Like these wild, schools wild, wild, are wild. absurd, dude. Florida, I I said this, 19 out of their 22 starters didn't play. Like from day from their first game when they played Utah, 19 of their 22 starters didn't play. They have like 38 kids leaving. They had uh, four kids that were waiting to get ready for the draft. Um, and they have projected three first rounders and one of them sucks. I don't even know how he's projected first rounder, but like, I get the first round thing. Like I get it. Anthony Richardson, like that, that bowl means nothing. Don't, don't go out there and, and hurt yourself right in that bowl. If you're Anthony Richardson, um, they have an offensive lineman who's an all American. I get it. He's it's a second year in a row last year. I think he was second team all American. Like why go blow out your knee? That's fine. Um, and then Dexter Lawrence, I mean Dexter, whatever actually played. But like that's my that like that's my thing though. Is like all these teams that aren't in the college playoffs now, um, they have guys that are just sitting out and like going into the transfer portal. And it's like you have to do your time. Um, there's been so many guys who didn't play as freshman sophomore that become NFL guys because they did their time and stayed in the system. And and I, you just see college football totally different. And I don't know if I like where it's going. Um. No, I, I'm with you, man. It's it's the wild, wild west. I mean, you kind of see it on the transfer portal side, and then you're seeing it on the recruiting side too. I mean, you have these NIL deals, which, listen, I'm I'm all for these kids making money on their name, image, and likeness. I get it, but it is really becoming a situation where it's the recruiting aspect has nothing to do with it. It's like you have schools like Oregon, you have schools like A and M. Oklahoma, um, you know, UCLA and shit. Where they're I think like, Miami's we'll, top five again this Miami, year. Miami, it's like, we'll just give you, we'll, we got these kids coming in. They're like, oh, we'll give you fucking $8 million when you get here. Guaranteed. Yeah. 
Um, and it's just wild to me because it's, I, I don't know. It's fucking crazy to me. Like I, and I'm not saying, like I said, I believe that these kids should be able to make money. 100%. The NCAA made enough off of kids. Um, but there's gotta be some like restriction to it. There's gotta be some, I, I don't even know what the right answer is for, but it's, it's becoming fucking wild. Yeah, it really is. And I think that like the other change of aspect is like, obviously recruiting was obviously enormous um, for, for college football. And that's why you always saw these teams at the top and stay at the top, but now it's changed. Like, I don't know if recruiting is as important now as it is the transfer portal. Like, I'd rather have a guy who's got two years left of eligibility and put all my eggs in the baskets of, of recruiting this guy who knows he has two years left versus a guy who is like a fringe four-star and like, okay, he's great. I'd love to have him in the program, but he's not going to start over my senior. Um, so then he doesn't start over his senior. Guess what? Well, I don't want to play for – if I'm not playing, I'm going to leave. So like you put how much time and text and all these recruits – and they just don't come. So, like, I think the transfer portal is more of where you would rather spend your time anyway. Yeah. Well, that's just crazy. Like, you had, like, a guy, and this is what I mean, like, as far as the NIL shit. Like, you had a guy that uh, Peyton Bowen was committed to Notre Dame as a five-star. He's, like, a top-20 player in the country. Committed to Notre Dame earlier in the summer. As the summer went on, fall went on, it was, it was like, ah, he may flip, he may flip. And prospect flipping is... That happens all the fucking time. So it's like, yeah. yeah, okay, whatever. Unfortunately, Notre Dame had two top 20 fucking recruits flip on them this year. They had Peyton Bowen, who was like number 18 in the country, and then Keon Keeley was like number nine, but whatever. But Bowen committed to Notre Dame. Yeah, I'm committed, I'm committed, I'm committed. National Signing Day, he comes out with a whole fucking hat thing, puts an Oregon hat on. Never sends his fucking letter of intent into Oregon signs a letter of intent to fucking Oklahoma the next day because Oklahoma upped their offer for the NIL. So he committed to Notre Dame, flipped to Oregon, and then Oklahoma went to him basically afterwards, like, well, we'll give you this to come here for the NIL. So then he sent his letter of intent to fucking Oklahoma. Like, that's that's what I'm sorry. That shit is fucking nuts. Yeah, uh, I didn't hear that story. It's unreal. Yikes. Well, basically, so he's from Texas, and I, what what I read was Oklahoma said they will match or do better than anything Oregon offers him. So basically, he committed to Oregon, and then they up their offer, did whatever. Now he's now he's committed. Now he signed his letter of intent to play at, at Oklahoma. Yeah. Another one is I saw Florida Crazy. had a kid from Massachusetts, an offensive lineman, pancake something, um, and. He was doing his last official visit. He already did two. He did. I don't even know. Oh, we. Where did we talk? Kevin and I. You and I talked about this. Yeah. What was the weird school? Michigan State. Michigan State. I think he did Alabama, Florida, and then Miami, and then his last one was Florida. But the day before he left to Florida, he already signed his letter of intent to play at Miami. And people were like, "Well, why are we wasting our time recruiting this five star?" And it's like. Because he could enter the transfer portal next year. Like, he might not start because they already have another five-star offensive tackle going. Guess what? Well, he doesn't play. He doesn't like his coaches there. He enters the transfer portal. Well, I loved it in Florida because they really did a good job. So, like, Florida still put on a hell of a fucking clinic knowing all well that he was already going to Miami. But they did everything yeah. they could to recruit him just because of, like, what future is. It's it's so, like, it's weird what we're at right now. 
Like in the years past, they'd be like, fuck you. You sign your letter of intent. Middle finger, we hate you. You're a Miami guy. They treated him, they gave him the fucking red carpet. And it kind of needs it. I do think it needs to change a little bit. Like they need to Something's like, there's got to be a some, there's got to be some structure there in terms of what can, what can be done. Cause if not, it's going to, it's the fucking wild, wild west. Yeah. It almost, it almost like I would rather it be like, like um, conferences share money. So like if one team makes money, um, obviously the like whole conference sharing. shares it revenue sharing. It almost should be like a team should be revenue sharing. If you have a certain amount of uh, scholarships, kids on scholarship share that money, even if it's the number one guy, my opinion. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I just thought of that right now. Like, I think that's better than one guy getting it. Um, the NFL, they'll get their money. So if you're good enough to play in the NFL, you'll go get your money and you'll be like one contract. Guess what? You're set for life. If you, if you handle it right. Yeah. Kev, you got anything else? I don't even know, man. You didn't? No, I got nothing. Well, it was good uh, 2022. Next time you'll hear us, 2023. Um, maybe we'll get a draft going for the next episode, but we appreciate it. And uh, stay healthy. Happy New Year. Peace. Thanks, guys. Yeah.